Welcome to the Home Ownership and Marriage Podcast with the Low Property Team, where it is all about running a successful business together and balancing a healthy marriage. Host Jarrell and Brittany Lowe. Purpose and passion is to help you create the life you want by turning your combined passions into generational wealth while sharing what they've learned on their journey with you. Let's get started. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on another episode of Home Ownership and Marriage. My name is Drell Lowe. And I'm Brittany Lowe. And we are the Low Property Team. Brittany, do you know what today is? Do you know what this week is? Well, I know what the month is. What's that? March Madness. You are so right. It is March Madness. This is the time where basketball world is going crazy. College basketball, all these teams for the entire season, preseason, have been competing for this opportunity. Here we are, playoffs, the chance to make it to the last dance, to the 64. You know, March Madness brings a little frenzy out of all of us. And you know, the excitement that teams, these student athletes and coaches are experiencing, it's win or go home. It's that opportunity to be, to be identified as the last team standing. The best women's team in the country the best men's team in the country. And you know, there's something about March Madness that really sings home or hits home for us when we're talking about the real estate market. How does that correlate? What does that look like? Is your March prepared to be crazy? Are you dealing with the frenzy of offers in your market? What are you doing and how are you preparing? You know what I think? Um, this market frenzy has felt like a frenzy for a long time and not just March, but you can clearly hear the excitement in Jarrell's voice of yes. March Madness and, and our voices because we love March Madness. You know, I, I'd say even more than leading up to the Super Bowl, right? Because yeah. it's just teams that, you know, underdog teams that are coming out and, and are winning and it's crazy. It's a fun time, but I think kind of what we want to highlight today, just because there's just been a lot of conversations lately around just the market, the projections of the market. Is the market going to crash? What What's happening month by month? Because it does feel like a frenzy. Um, so we want to highlight just a couple of things in today's episode from both a buyer's and a seller's standpoint. And the reason why is because we want we want you to be informed so that you don't make a rash decision, um, regardless of whatever you're looking to do as a buyer or as a seller, or you know maybe you're not even there yet and you're just preparing for maybe this year. Yeah. It may not even be this month, you know. And a, a big heavy topic that is talked about a lot in just our trainings and conferences that we attend, or even just colleagues that we speak to, um, is just the lack of inventory. Mm. Um, and this has been going on for for quite some time. It was very predominant last year. Um, you know, just the lack of inventory. The demand is so so high. Um, you know, we have so many buyers, but not enough inventory for these buyers to get into homes. So we wanted to break this down um, and shoot some numbers out because in the U.S. right now there are approximately 138 million homes total right? New home projections show this year about 1.5 million homes hitting the market 
and there is about 7 million buyers looking to buy. So just those numbers alone, you can see and hear, um, you know, those are just the facts to show you that we have such low inventory. Yeah. You know, as a buyer, what's super important, you know, is just putting your best foot forward with your package. If you are actively looking for homes, um, you know, you have your pre-approval, you're submitting offers to just put your best foot forward. And I think that's what we're trying to highlight is if you're just trying to tiptoe into the game, right? Imagine when you were swimming as a kid and you're out there, it's sunny, the, the fruit punch is flowing and the barbecue is cooking and you're like, I'm not quite ready. I don't know. I just want to experience just shopping. And if you just keep dabbling your foot in the water, you're going to get discouraged. In the market we're experiencing right now, this is one of those you got to just jump in, right? And what Brittany is highlighting is put your best foot forward, your best offer, your best terms. If it meets 85% of your criteria, put your best foot forward because the longer you dabble and wait, the more you're going to get discouraged by beat up offers. And what they're sharing, what we're seeing, some of the masterminds and what Brittany said with some of our colleagues, you're seeing almost an average about eight to 10 offers before you get that one accepted. But there's a way that you can get it done on offer one, two or three. You just got to be prepared for jump in. And I think what's also important too, you know, and we talk a lot with our clients about this is overanalyzing, right? Overanalyzing, you know, analyzing in general is a great thing. Overanalyzing is a great thing too, but overanalyzing to the extent of where it's hindering what you're wanting to do is not somewhere that we want to be because the reality is, and we tell our buyers, this, our clients, this, who are buyers all the time, the longer you wait, the more expensive these homes are going to be. And we saw that so, so much last year. I think it was, you know, around the same time, March and April homes were listed at a specific amount and, you know, going for a certain price. And then there was a jump come June, July, August. And, you know, our clients that were looking in those earlier spring months, you know, were looking at these homes and saying, how are they just getting, you know, the prices just keep going up and up and up. And so if you have a plan, you know, if you know your your end in mind and you know what you want to do, you've just got to go for it. There, mm. there's real estate is so fast that there there's no time to I don't want to say second guess. You've just got to go. You've got to jump. You know, and yeah. I, I do want to say this, like Jarrell said, as a buyer, you have to put your best foot forward because the reality is is that you can be looking for one month or you can be looking for five months. Brittany, give us an example, like. We understand putting our best foot forward, but in our client and with with the clients that we have helped, can you give us an example of what that looks like? Yes, I can. So, um, let me let me give two examples actually. So, last I want to say like towards the end of fall, um, early fall last year, we had some clients that were just you know they they wanted to buy first time home buyers. Um, you know, it it took us a little while, right? We, we didn't have the most competitive package, but we knew Jarell and I knew either way we could get it done. We can get you in a home. That's not a problem. It's going to be how coachable are you? Um, and it's also going to come down to where you're looking to live in your criteria, right? So unfortunately we had to place a plethora of offers on different homes, different areas, and we were getting beat up. 
Um, and it didn't come until January that we had got gotten our offer accepted. And granted, they are so happy that they got the keys, that they you know, are now moved into their home, but it took a very long time. And there were times, and they would be the first to tell you, midway through um, of saying, I don't know if we can submit any more offers. Yeah. We're exhausted. This is just depleting, yeah. right? So I, I want to flip it though, as you know, Jarell and I just met another set of clients that we're, we are actively working with. And we, I think we went only two weekends to view homes. This was just recently. We just got this offer accepted this past week. And on the first offer we submitted, we got it accepted, you know, and what our clients had expressed to us was, wow, this, you don't hear this a lot because they also have, you know, friends and family that are buyers too, and that have been looking for a very long time. And they just sat back and said, this is so seamless. You made this so seamless. And I think for us, what Jarell and I do is we do, we do the homework, we do the back end items. And that's why we always say it's, it's important who you work with, you know, because believe it or not, we study the trends and the data daily so that we don't have to be in a situation where we're waiting three months to get our offer accepted. We want to be able to put put ourselves in a position where we're going to get that offer accepted on the first offer that we ever submit. Yeah. And here we are. I mean, we have a super competitive package. We're 21 days and they're going to get the keys to their b- brand new home. You know, and I think that what's important of that is that taking the information and saying, okay, does it meet, you know, it doesn't always have to meet 85% of your needs. It sometimes meets 95 and you know what? Sometimes it only meets 50%. But people say, can I make this work? And that's why it's important to have that plan to say, you know, for them, they know that they only want to be in that home for, I think, two two to three years. So they said, you know what? We're going to make this work and then we're going to stay in this. We're going to sell it to be exactly where we want to yeah. be, right? Oh, absolutely. And Brittany, what, what, she's, what Brittany is highlighting is, this process of home buying, home selling, it is so important to have an expert, right? And oh my gosh, I'm tired of hearing you guys talk about the experts and why it's so important. Brittany asked me not to share this, but I'm going to share it. This week, I answered a Zillow call. Me and Brittany met the family at the home. Not much communication, not much going on, not really engaging. Two nights later, I didn't hear. I text a couple times to the client saying, hey, how's it going? What are your thoughts? What's going on? The client responds and asks, can you send me a blank RPA? That's a residential purchase agreement. And in my mind, yeah. And in my mind, I'm thinking, wow, I've never experienced this. Can I send you over a residential purchase agreement? Can I send you a blank copy? And then I ask, are you guys planning on submitting an offer? Are you working with another agent? No, we're not working with another agent. We don't need your, we don't need any further assistance. But long story short, I didn't send the RPA. I got a text message the following Friday saying, we didn't get our offer accepted. Can you get the disclosures on this property and open the door for me here? Now, I don't want to highlight this young man's what, what he was working through. What I do want to highlight is, as a buyer, you do not pay nothing to your agent. That service is free. 
but you're making it even more complicated to get your offer accepted. So this is why we highlight who you work with matters because Brittany in that off, in that opportunity of working with the clients a couple weeks sat down and had a strategy session, sat down and looked at the comps, the comparables. And then we pulled in the lender and said, how can we strengthen their package? That's why it's so important to have the experts in your corner. That's why it's so important as you're approaching March Madness, who is your coach? When we go to the dentist, when we go to the doctors, I believe we want the best of the best, right? I believe we, we want that. So when you're approaching that process, it's important to know, right? Buyers, you don't, you don't pay us a dime. This is all for you. But, but I, don't, I also want to give the caveat. Buyers is not just the challenge right now because we do have to talk about the sellers, right? Mm-hmm. Sellers in this market. You know, if you're on the fence of selling, I, I think Brittany highlighted it earlier, talking about uh, uh, analysis of paralysis or paralysis of analysis, right? Mm-hmm. Don't overthink it. If you know you have a ton of equity in your home and you're like, I'm ready for the next step or we're ready to upgrade, sit down and meet with someone that can help create a timeline that will tell you their marketing plan and share with you why they're the best to represent you. You know, and an example of this, because we currently have some clients that are in the process of selling and we have a, um, a buyer that's locked in on their home and they are selling their home here and moving to a different state. You know, and we're seeing that a lot right now with our sellers because some people don't want to live in California anymore. You know, there's um, a migration happening um, to other states, specifically in the um, Midwest. Um, and a lot of our clients have families that, you know, don't live in California. Yeah. So with that, using that one in particular, you know, we do everything um, first and foremost from the jump for our sellers of figuring out one, what is your bottom line? How much do you want to walk away with from your home? Because what what is your next move? So it's the same thing. We have to work backwards before we just show up and place the home, you know, put, put the home on the market, yeah. essentially is what I'm trying to say. And really is for, for sellers, right? Right now, we have so much data that shows you will get the most money from your home right now in yes. the current market that we are in. So how you price your home so, so matters because there's three different ways that you can do it. Yeah, You can list it at what the market is saying that it's valued at. You can list it lower or you can list it higher. Now, what it comes down to is also going to be based on your needs moving forward. That next step, we need to know how much money we need from this house for purchasing the next one or whatever the case might be, you know. And with the example with our current clients of, um, you know, they told us up front, we need to walk away with X amount of money. And for ourselves, we said, okay, so if we want to walk away with this much, this is currently what the neighborhood is doing right now in that area, right? We pull the last three months. Um, we look at those comparables more. So I'd say even just that last month to see, what what is that neighborhood doing at the moment? So we said, okay, if you want to walk away with this much, we're going to list it here yeah. because we want to ensure that we get, you know, cream of the crop offers coming in that will be able to help us walk away with as much as you want. We got, you know, three th- great offers that had come in 
And we walked away with um, an offer that was actually, I think, uh, 10,000 more than what they actually initially yeah. had wanted, yeah. right? So that's a great thing for our sellers. And they're ecstatic and happy and are now being able to place offers on their home that they're purchasing out of state, right? Absolutely. So that's just one thing that I do want to highlight, you know, two things. Yes, you will get the most money from your home right now as a seller. And two, how you get that most money is how you price it. Um, and the realtor that you decide to use to represent you. I think, uh, and what I think Brittany is highlighting is buyers and sellers both have an expectation, right? Buyers, we want this thing to be HGTV. Sellers, you better give me, uh, I want this the most money possible out of the house. Mm -hmm. And when Brittany's talking about how do you price it, right? It's She referred to those three different levels. We can price it at what your expectations are, one, we can price it two at what the market says, or three, we can price it just under the market, right? And the hard part about number one is there's no wiggle room because your expectations is very high, which is absolutely okay because you either put a lot of work into the home or, you know, there's things and memories and memorabilia that's tied to this location. But in part, planning for chapter two or your next step, we have to price it just below what the market value is. Why? Because that's what drives the traffic. We need to drive the traffic, foot traffic, the video traffic into your home so people can visualize this being their next step. And for anybody listening currently right now that has not bought or is in the process of considering to buy, I hope you're listening just to this piece because Jarrell and kind of what we're talking about right now, we are giving you essentially the ins and outs of how we work with our clients that are looking to sell, right? Yeah. So uh, this comes back to a lot of the times too, a lot of our clients say, okay, it's listed at this so we can get it for this. And that list price is always a specific marketing tactic yeah. to draw as many people in and as many uh, you know buyers as possible because our job in representing any seller is to get you the most money possible for your home in the shortest amount of time with little to no hiccups. So that is kind of our secret sauce. And, and I'd say, you know, any realtor that is looking, you know, to represent from a buyer or seller's standpoint is, is just that. So there's a lot that goes into it. And I think I want to, you know, um, note something as well, because what Jarrell said earlier to highlight is there is in this world and society that we live in almost nothing is is free right there there's always a catch to it there's mm-hmm. always some fine print to it mm-hmm. but as a buyer utilizing a realtor to represent you is a free service no charge yeah. you are you are, will never pay the commission of your buyer's agent that represents you. Now, if you're a seller, that's that's the opposite, right? And and we know that. Yeah. But as a buyer, util, utilize utilize people that you know they're experts in, you know, and listen to their strategies, and you know, go ahead and interview a couple because that's what we want you to do. Because who you do work with matters. Yeah. We want you to like them. We want you know, vice versa. So I just wanted to highlight that. Yeah, and I think you know highlighting it for the buyers, but also for the sellers not to pay attention to the cost because what your realtor is going to bring to you is a seamless process, right? In our listing presentations, we like to let people know, hey, 
let me show you for free how I we are going to market this, how we're going to bring the most amount of traffic that's going to bring the most amount of money for your property. And this timeline, this transition is going to be seamless. Why? Because we have X, Y, and Z, which Brittany refers to as the secret sauce. We have our game plan. And the other thing, too, is that, you know, as a seller, there's a plenty amount of data that shows for sale by owners versus being represented by an agent. I mean, anybody can Google that to see that, you know, so it just depends on do do you want to do the work or would you rather that somebody does the work for you and you get the highest return? And uh, I don't want to spend much time because I know you guys are probably driving to work and experiencing a day and ready to get on to the next. But Brittany earlier in the podcast shared that there's 7 million active buyers in the market. Now, you can fraction that out based on what your geographic market is and where you're at right now and your districts or neighborhoods. But the thing that I want to highlight and the thing that we're excited about, yes, March Madness, but Brittany and myself went to an appointment. Yes, we're back in person. Uh, and this gentleman happened to be a coworker of mine um, over at the campus, UC Berkeley. Brittany and I met with him at campus at a coffee shop, and his girlfriend was there also. Now, I really want to set the stage for this because this is going to introduce our next series. So we're talking with them. And just to give you a little background, we started about the same time at UC Berkeley four years ago. We don't work in the same department, but we've always been a part of the same affinity groups and stuff like that. We met with him and his girlfriend and, you know, not to get into much details, but he's making a little over 100000 a year. She's making a little under 100000 a year. Here's the kicker. They've been living at her parents' house rent-free. And for a second, like, Brittany's carrying this conversation because in my mind, I'm reflecting like, holy crap. How are, like, I'm trying to register. How are you doing that? But I want to highlight the new buyers, the millennials right now, the ones that are in the market and prepared to buy, there is stiff competition coming. So when, I say, when I'm sharing this, I want you to know, get prepared, get, your, get yourself taken care of. Um, but okay, let me get back on track because I know I'm drifting. Long story short, Brittany's carrying this conversation, finding out about their needs and wants and who they are as individuals. You know, we like to build relationships before we start anything about, um, about, you know, working towards what their goal is. Meeting went great. We finished at the coffee shop. And I remember we, Brittany and myself got in the car and we're driving back and in traffic. And I'm just like, dude, this is crazy. They have saved up X amount of money from living at her parents' house for free. And, you know, Brittany's like talking about the numbers and everything. And I said, but who would allow that? Is that even right? Like, would you, would, would we be okay as girlfriend and boyfriend staying at one of our family members' house? So the point is, marriage versus mortgage. And the question I pose is, which comes first? 
And what Drell also is, you know, referring to is we're going to be having a, a series coming soon, Marriage versus Mortgage, um, that we're going to be introducing. But just to highlight essentially on on that story and what he said for, for those that, you know, because we get a, a lot of questions or people, I'll, I'll be ordering coffee at the coffee shop and, you know, I know the barista very well. Hey, wh- what is the market? What What's happening? Or is it going to crash? You know, we get those questions all the time. So essentially with that story that Jarrell shared, what we're alluding to is, I, f- I forgot where, where I read the article. It was, I think... NAR, National Association of Realtors, of millennials now represent the largest cohort of home buyers. So to answer the question, is the market going to crash? We have to think about it because at the peak of the boomers buying, it only represented a portion of the millennials. And now the millennials are now representing the largest cohort of buyers. So I just wanted to end on that note, um, just, you know, so that you can think of it in in that lens. Um, and as we are you know, um, wrapping up this episode. And now we're going to be introducing a super fun, interesting, interactive series, you know, that that's going to have a lot into it of marriage versus mortgage. We're not choosing sides. We're just going to pose different frames of thought. And I think this conversation gave us a great start and idea, which comes first, marriage or mortgage. So we leave that question with you. The series is coming. Uh, we're so grateful that you have joined us today. Who is your March Madness pick? Women's basketball, Brittany. Well, I also wanted to note first before we think about that is I want to know how people are doing with their savings oh, challenge. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. I totally because, forgot. well, then why don't you share kind of like what we did this past week? Um, because we're curious to see kind of what you guys are doing and the success and, you know, the wins that you've got from this past week. This week, what Brittany and myself did is we cut off a gym membership that we haven't used in uh, probably six, seven months. So that's about, what, 25 each? That's 50 bucks. Uh, we were able to put $102 into our piggy bank, uh, our little jar that we set on our kitchen counter. And we have started recycling. So right now we have a ba- almost two bags of water bottles that we have saved up. And I think if once I get to four or five, we, once we get to four or five bags, we'll go turn it in. And good, my goodness, if we can get four or five dollars out of it, that's fine. Let's drop it in the piggy bank and keep going. And the other thing, too, that we did this week is we did not eat out once. We ate at home. The torture. It's not the torture. Are you saying my 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 cooking torture? No, the cooking. Says <laughs> so the one who doesn't know how to cook. I just love chips and salsa. Let's just go sit down. I don't need no dinner. Let's just go out and have chips and salsa. But let's get to it. Brittany, who's your woman's pick? Well, you already know who my pick is. It's the same pick every single year. Give it to us. Yukon. Oh, jeez. Men's pick. I'm going with Baylor. I'm taking Baylor as my Cinderella. Well, <laughs> I want to know what your picks are. We appreciate you for tuning in for this long, and please stay tuned for Marriage versus Mortgage coming soon. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Homeownership and Marriage with the Low Property Team. If you would like more information, helpful resources, or would like to book a personal consultation with the Lowe's, head over to lowpropertyteam.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, Jarrell and Brittany would be so grateful if you shared their podcast with a friend and leave them a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. The Low Property Team would like to say thank you for supporting their show and being a listener. See you next time on another episode of Homeownership and Marriage.